0: Welcome to the Voice of the Victim podcast. I'm Ryan, and I'm Rosie. And this week will be a shorter episode. Um, it's been a pretty traumatic weekend for many people, and hopefully, none of our listeners have been personally impacted by this because it's horrific. What our hearts are aching for the families that were impacted by the shootings that happened in El Paso mm-hmm. and Dayton texas and ohio so we couldn't bring ourselves to talk about anything else this week because it's unbelievable that these two shootings happened pretty much on the same day right and i think that there have been more mass shootings this year than days in the year what yeah like not all of them are as highly publicized as these ones We'll be digging more into that in the future, but this week we put off the episodes we had planned because we just, we wanted to talk about this. It's just terrifying and we couldn't bring ourselves to talk about anything else, so.
1: Also, I want to apologize because I feel like I sound weird because my throat (laughs) throat really hurts.
0: Yeah, Rosie's sick for the first time ever.
1: (laughs) For the first time in forever? That's from Frozen. Sorry.
0: This past Saturday, uh, August 3rd, 2019.
1: At 1039 a.m., 26-year-old Alden Hall was shopping the produce aisle of a Walmart in El Paso, Texas.
0: And it was just a typical shopping trip. You I mean, you go there and you expect to grab what you need quick and get on with your day. Um, there was even a big back-to-school sale going on, so there were lots of mothers with their children shopping at the time. But this trip to Walmart didn't go as planned for any of the people in there that day.
1: Eldon saw a young man walk into the Walmart wearing earmuffs, safety glasses, and carrying an assault rifle. The man lifted his weapon and smirked. Eldon began running toward the nearby exit. As he moved, he saw someone an arm's length away from him get shot multiple times. He ducked behind some shelves of food and started to go back to try to help but he quickly realized the victim of the gunshots didn't make it. So Alden sprinted to the exit.
0: And so this terror just continued on and on, and people were hiding under the tables pretty much anywhere they could find to get away from the massacre. As we mentioned, there were women and children in there. And so it was a pretty crazy scene, if you can just try to imagine that.
1: I can't. It would, that would that's one of my fears now like every well, time i go to walmart or anywhere you know yeah
0: it's so common it seems like it's just ridiculous how many mass shootings are happening and thank goodness there's so many delivery options now because it's like how can you go anywhere without being paranoid like you literally have to turn off your worries to just to Go on with daily life now.
1: It's so messed up. But when he got to the parking lot, he saw that people were frozen in shock. People were using shopping carts to move the wounded out of the Walmart, trying to get them help. That's so sad to imagine no. the scene of, like, like, who thinks that's going to happen to them when they're getting their errands done? Right. They yeah. must have been in such shock, these people. Like, what, what to do?
0: Just think about how often we just go into Walmart and we're so laid back, and we're just like, you know, you never expect that this is gonna be your last trip to Walmart, or
1: no, not at Walmart. That you are gonna
0: witness this crazy.
1: I expect this when we go to the Mall of America every time. I am like, this could be my last day. (laughs) Yeah, which is also super messed up. But you, it's so big. You think about it more.
0: Like I said, this stuff's happening so often now. You can't help but worry about it anywhere you go with large crowds of people.
1: Right. The shooter was 21 year old Patrick Crucis?
0: Crucius, which I don't really care about getting the perp's name right. Mm-hmm. You know, who cares? <laughs> From this point on, we're just going to call him the shooter.
1: Upon investigation, authorities discovered a manifesto the shooter had posted online where he immediately talked about supporting the shooter from the Christchurch New Zealand massacre in March. According to the manifesto, it also made it obvious that his motivations were based on a hatred for Mexican immigrants and the increasing Hispanic population in Texas. A large portion of the victims are of the Hispanic population.
0: I can't imagine the hatred this person had and he literally told the police that he set out to kill, quote, as many Mexicans as he could. Wow. It's so scary. And I can't help but think that it's a result of the propaganda that has been promoted and promoting hatred for certain groups of people, you know, Mexican immigrants. It's It permeates the mind of some people and they handle it in in a really extreme way, you know? And it's so sad that that propaganda is even being pushed out into the public. Oh, like I think it was a year ago already that we talked about that border control stuff.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: But it's so scary to see where those ideas can lead. Ideas that literally promote disdain for a particular group of people. When those people are often trying to escape violence and just survive. But somehow individuals can make themselves feel so entitled to the land they were born on that they'll literally put the land above the lives of other human beings. I just don't get that.
1: 22 people died and 26 were left wounded. The shooter is being prosecuted as a domestic terrorist and they are planning to seek the death penalty. Apparently the shooter had scoped out the store looking for Mexicans to kill before he came back and caused the atrocity. Wow, I can't believe he did that. I know. I feel like we're supposed, I mean, we're so advanced in so many ways, why can't we get over the racism that's happening in the world today?
0: Yeah. But then again, I feel like people think we're a lot more advanced than we really are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cuz I mean, there's still so many problems if we were really that advanced.
1: Texas is known for the death penalty, so I feel like if they're seeking it out, they'll prob- he'll probably get it.
0: Oh, yeah. Don't mess with Texas. <laughs> but we don't know all the victims at the time of this recording, um, but we're going to share a bit about each one we know about so far. And these are according to the Time magazine website. The first one we're going to talk about is Jordan Anchando and this one's really sad she was a 25 year old woman and she had three children and when she got killed she was trying to shield her two-month-old son Mm. that's just uh, terrifying she had a 19 year old sister named lita jamrowski who told the news media from the baby's injuries, they said that more than likely my sister was trying to shield him. So when she got shot, she was holding him and she fell on him. And that's why he broke some of his bones. So he pretty much lived because she gave her life. And this is what her sister told them. So it's just, that's just a horrifying scene to think about. Mm -hmm. And... Imagine what this kid will think as he grows up. Yeah. Just knowing the reason he's alive is because his mom sacrificed herself. I can't imagine that. But Jordan's husband was also among the victims. His name was Andre. He was 23. Mm-hmm. So, 25 and 23, these are both younger than me. It's crazy. <laughs> With three kids. Um,. He was the father of the son that Jordan was protecting. And according to the Associated Press, uh, he had recently started a business in El Paso that uh, worked with granite and stone. And this was after he had turned his life around from drug dependence and getting in trouble with the police a lot. So he had made a lot of progress in his life, you know, Mm -hmm. cleaning up his act. And you know he was known as a charismatic and you know a nice guy to be around, so that's really sad,
1: yeah, I can't imagine being the person with the gun and thinking they're the perfect target to a, f- a family like that with a little baby it's I know. just i don't I can't even compute it in my head
0: i I know, and just the hatred that this person had for Hispanic immigrants mm hmm I mean, even if they weren't immigrants, just if he saw a Hispanic person, he had hatred towards them, and some of the shooting was completely indiscriminate. It's just terrible, the way it went down. But you might notice that I'm doing most of the talking in this episode because Rosie's lost her voice.
1: I have it, I just, it kills me every time I use it.
0: But thank you for, uh, still doing this with me. Arturo Benavides is the next person. He's sixty years old, and he had been shopping at the Walmart with his wife Patricia, and he was paying when the shooting began at the register, and she was at a on a bench near a restroom, and during all the you know crazy hysteria, she got pushed into a bathroom stall. So I can only imagine so that was how. was
1: good though, like for sh- protection. Yeah, right?
0: for her safety, it was good, but I can't imagine like just the panic that was happening Mm -hmm. you know but um yeah jacqueline luna was his great niece and she said that um he was an army veteran and had been a bus driver for the sun metro which was the city public transit system and had lived in el paso his whole life and him and his wife patricia had been married for over 30 years so another you know really established person who had people depending on him yeah it's like the last people that were parents of three children i mean 60 isn't very old
1: no i think this one is even well i put myself in the situation never going through anything like this but I would be so scared if we were separated in this kind of situation. I know. It would be, like, worse. I don't know. I just, that would really, really, really freak me out.
0: Yeah, it would. Uh, And when you're just checking out, you just think it'll take, what, 30 seconds to check out? And then, you know, if one of us is checking out, the other one sits on a bench to wait. You're just like, okay, whatever. But for this all to go down ugh! i know i keep saying it over and over but the experience that these people went through is unimaginable and i'm just trying to wrap my head around it so the next person is mario d'alba and is in serious condition after being shot in the back he also had a daughter 10 year old daughter her name's erica they have pictures of themselves on Facebook, wearing Patriots jerseys and it seemed like they had a close relationship. There's a picture of Erica making a heart symbol with her hands. It's extra heartbreaking when it's parents. He was known as an excellent father, a hardworking person. and he was actually from Mexico, about four hours from El Paso and he had just come into town to go shopping for school supplies with his family. So they made this huge trip to go to a Walmart, and this is what ended up happening. I mean, they weren't even immigrants. They were just visiting. There was Jessica Coca Garcia and Mimo Garcia near the entrance of the Walmart on Saturday morning when they were shot and injured. They were at Walmart raising funds for a youth sports team on which one of their children plays. Again, parents. Jessica was in stable condition after being shot three times in the leg. Mimo was in critical condition after being shot twice in the leg and once in the back. Their 11 year old daughter and five year old son were also at the Walmart, but thankfully they weren't shot. Hmm. But you can be sure it was a really traumatic experience for them. Oh, yeah. There were also some Mexican nationals among the confirmed victims. Their names were Sarah Esther Regalado and her husband Adolfo Ceros Hernandez. They were sixty six and sixty eight respectively. Uh, also Jorge Cavio Garcia, Elsa Mendoza de la Mora, Gloria Irma Mar- Marquez. Marquez. Marquez, Maria Eugenia Legaretta Roth and Ivan Filiberto Manzano. good? Did I? Yeah, you did. (laughs) I hope that I said all those names right. And if I didn't, I don't mean any disrespect. Obviously, I just don't know Spanish. But yeah, it's the amount of people affected by this is just insane. And we want to give everyone their time, but at the same time, we don't know all of them yet. It's sad to think that these aren't even all the victims. Another one was Angie Inglisby, who was 86. She was in the checkout line at the time of the shooting and she had just hung up a phone call with her son. So they had just gotten done talking, he thought everything was fine. She had seven children. She also had a son who died as an infant. How sad to live eighty six years and then suddenly be taken like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. said so that she loved watching General Hospital. <laughs> she oh. sounds like a good grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was very strong, but very blunt. Which I like. <laughs> she sounds spunky.
0: Yeah, classic. The last two that we know of from El Paso were Leo Campos and Maribel Hernandez. They had actually dropped their dog off at a groomer before going to Walmart, and the family had no idea there was anything wrong until the groomer called to say the dog hadn't been picked up, and later police confirmed that both of them died in the shooting. So, uh, It would be so, so sad to hear about a shooting like this on the news Mm -hmm. and not know that one of your loved ones was killed in it and then find out later. But those are all the people we know of so far that um, were killed or injured in this. So now we're going to talk about the Dayton, Ohio shootings, and this is according to the New York Times website. So there's this bar in Dayton, Ohio, called Ned Peppers. And it's described as a bustling tavern offering tap beer, DJs, a dance floor, a patio with a tiki bar, and live music. Which sounds like a place that we would like to hang out.
1: It does sound very fun.
0: And when you go to a place like that, you're expecting to have a good time. You're not expecting anything tragic to happen. So it was an hour before close on a saturday night august 3rd but it was actually around 1 a.m sunday morning so i guess august 4th but the crowd inside the bar and on the outdoor patio early sunday morning was pretty lively the line to get inside was wrapped around the block so you know there's it's a pretty popular place and loaded with people um One of the people there was a mother of a newborn, another was a nutrition trainer, and within seconds, both of them would be dead, along with seven others.
1: Among the victims killed in the barrage of gunfire outside Ned Peppers was the gunman's sister, a 22-year-old college student described as bubbly and outgoing. Investigators had not determined on Sunday evening whether the gunman armed with a military-style rifle and clad in protective armor had specifically targeted his sister or anyone else in the crowd
0: how sad is that that his sister got caught in this that's like fire
1: how could he not know his sister well i guess if they're not close but
0: yeah well but at the same time like if it wasn't an accident which if you knew your sister was at a place and you started shooting then It doesn't really matter if you wanted to hurt her or not, but if he did know she was there, to just have so little regard for her life and to put this plan to cause this chaos Mm -hmm. above her.
1: The gunman, identified as Connor Betts, who was 24, was killed by the police as he tried to run into the bar, located in an area of Dayton known for its nightlife, popular with college students and heavy policed. His sister, Megan Betts, graduated from Bellbrook High School, two years behind her brother, and played in the marching band with him. She was outgoing, while her brother was more withdrawn, said Alex Gerbeck, another member of the band. She was very bub- had a very bubbly personality and very kind, Mr. Gerbeck said. From what I knew, they were close, his brother and sister.
0: Mr. Gerbeck, who said he hadn't been particularly close to either sibling, said he never noticed anything odd or antagonistic about the relationship. And he said he thought he, that she had a great affection for her brother, which makes this even more disgusting that he was responsible for her death.
1: Mm-hmm. The massacre outside Ned Peppers came only about 13 hours after a gunman stormed into Walmart in El Paso and opened fire killing 20 people and wounding at least 26 others as he stalked the aisles.
0: Which we just talked about.
1: Isn't that crazy? Only 13 hours after?
0: Yeah. I I wonder if this person was inspired after he heard the news about the El Paso shooting or if he was planning it before that. Mm. Ugh, it's so terrible. So among those killed in Dayton were Lois L. Oglesby, 27, Derek R. Fudge, fifty-seven; Logan Turner, thirty; Nicholas P. Kummer, twenty-five; Thomas J. McNichols, twenty-five; Beatrice N. Warren Curtis, thirty-six; Saeed Saleh, thirty-eight, and Monica E. Brickhouse, thirty-nine. Six of those shot and killed were black, and three were white, acor- including Miss Betts, who is the shooter's sister. I mean, I don't know if that was intentional, targeting more black people or what, but...
1: It doesn't matter.
0: Whether it's hatred towards a particular group of people or just hatred in general, to victimize this many people is just... It's so heartless and so hate-fueled and can't wrap my mind around it. And there's nothing that anyone can really say about it. we don't know what to say we're just we just wanted to share this story because it's it's so tragic and we just can't think about anything else right now besides this because it's so shocking that this is happening so often this year Mm -hmm. and i mean it's been happening often for a long time and like what can you do it's so spur of the moment so unexpected no matter where it pops up It's just sad that hatred can be smoldering inside someone so much that it could cause them to do something so extreme. I guess if I can take anything from this, it's not to dwell on hatred, but to focus on kindness Mm -hmm. and trying to love people, you know, just in general, not like romantic love or affectionate love, but just a general principled love. Neighborly love. Yeah, neighborly love because they're people and they have lives and everyone's life is equally important we should be loving people because they're people and if people had that love they wouldn't be letting this hatred boil inside them and doing these violent atrocities against other people it's just crazy We talked about Thomas McNichols, who died in the shooting, and he actually had a cousin from L.A. who was a musician from Dayton that moved to L.A. two years ago, and he said that he was a great father, a great brother, a protector, and the way this cousin found out about it, he was attending a wedding, and he woke up Sunday morning and saw a social media post about a friend, miss Oglesby, who we talked about before and he cried when he heard the news because she had just given birth and had had at least one other daughter so she was also a mother with two kids and he said now she is gone and they are never going to see their mother again Mm. and after learning about her death he said he called his sister in dayton and she was also crying hysterically and that's when he learned that his cousin had also been killed so he was mourning two people at once and he didn't even you know he heard about someone else before he heard about his own cousin dying in the shooting it's just crazy his sister told him it's tj which was the nickname of his cousin that got murdered it's tj he's gone he's gone and just so distraught crying hysterically These things have such an impact on so many people, and just try to put yourself in their shoes going through this immense amount of loss and devastation. Miss Oglesby was a former student at Sinclair Community College in Dayton, as was another victim, Mr. Turner. So, three of the people who were shot were employees of the Maple Tree Cancer Alliance, a nutrition and fitness center in Dayton, Including Mr. Kumer, who was killed. He had actually just been offered a full time job running one of the new offices for the place because they had been impressed with his loving and caring spirit while he was interning at the company. So he was doing good work and he was a loving and caring person. It was. Just getting to know these people, it makes it even more heartbreaking, but this is the kind of impact these senseless acts have. The other two Maple Tree Cancer Alliance employees who were shot are expected to make a full recovery, so that's a little silver lining. But a commuter school in the Dayton area, Wright State University, that Miss Betts attended, posted a message on Facebook offering counseling services to students. Miss Betts studied Earth Sciences and was expected to graduate next year. She spent the summer in Montana working as a tour guide at the Missoula Smoke Jumper Visitor Center. Last summer she supervised children's water activities at an urban park. She also worked at Bed Bath and Beyond and Pier One. Again, this was the sister that got shot, Miss Betts. Mm-hmm. The deaths in Dayton were especially painful and bewildering for graduates of Bellbrook High School who knew both the suspected gunman and his younger sister. Mr. Gerbic, who we talked about earlier, said, It's something that you never expect to happen, especially in your own backyard or with people that you know. And those words really resonate because you never know when this is going to happen or where or who. It's so senseless and like everything we talk about on this show but there's so many people affected by these mass shootings and Mm -hmm. it's impossible to wrap your mind around or at least for me it is
1: there's a difference in hearing the number of people and then learning a couple of facts about each one yeah you know
0: Uh, that's why i wanted to read this article pretty much flat out because they did a good job of getting a little bit of background information on who they could Mm -hmm. again the sister who was shot her name was megan betts and i don't know what to say we just couldn't not talk about this this week because it's so fresh and it's so shocking that Two of these shootings happened in one day, and there's so many other shootings that we could talk about and we may talk about in the future, but this was just so crazy that these two happened in one day and they are both so publicized and fueled by hate. I mean, they don't really know the motivation behind the Dayton one because the shooter was killed before they talked to him. There was no
1: manifesto?
0: No, but the El Paso one there was a manifesto and he talked to police and it was really clear that it was fueled by the hate of mexican immigrants and like i said earlier it's just the propaganda behind the hatred for people that aren't like us is so dangerous and of course i don't want to get into political things i'm not going to talk about what i think should happen because i don't know i'm just a person that's living in this crazy world and observing and trying to shed light on these things so it's just something to think about no matter who we may have you know negative thoughts towards it's best to not let the hatred smolder and try to see other people's side of things Mm -hmm. and of course when it's someone that's done something terrible like this they don't deserve that love but When it's people that we don't even know that we just hate because of what they look like or who they are, you know. Anyway, that's all I have to say because I don't know. It's just a tragic event. I guess we'll wrap it up. We're going to skip all the cat news and reviews and everything this week because... My throat hurts. ...that and we just want to leave it at that, just sharing the story. and Mm. We hope that all of you are safe and... If you were part of this or affected by it, and you want to share your voice, please reach out to us, let us know. Um, If there's anything we got wrong, feel free to let us know. But stay safe, as safe as you can, and hang in there.